And we are back on Inside the Show. I'm Scuffy. He's Kooks, and it finally happened. It was confirmed. We 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 had the thought it might have been him, and it was Kooks. And what I'm talking about is Carlos Degado finally makes his way into I'm going to be the show 22. And I had to start out with this because he has been the floor is yours, Scuffy. I'm getting out of frame. <laughs> this is all for you. He has been a top four, top five player I've been wanting in this game, and he has finally arrived. We heard the rumors on the Rich Eisen podcast. Now it's confirmed, and he's in the game. And let me tell you, oh, this card is n- – I'm speechless. I can't, I can't, I can't talk. It's, it's butter. It's sweet butter with his swing. His no-doubters is amazing. And this card will be in my lineup for the rest of the year if, if I put a God squad together. Hands down. Yeah. And, you know, he. let's just say he came out and he did not disappoint. I mean, the, the hitting is incredible. The fact that he can play left field, because everybody's talking about, oh, there's so many first basemen. The <laughs> fact that he's got at least that little bit of versatility makes him even better. He's an absolute stud. And, hey, I think my favorite thing about it is the, the Takashi card art. The fact that they're oh, yeah. actually giving – uh, higher overall cards, that card art, and it wasn't just exclusive to that five-player pack that came out when the game dropped. So, super dope. Delgado, uh, chase pack reward. Love it. Yeah, I, I and now I I tried to, it's funny, I tried to pull a 50 bundle. Like, I had to. I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's the, the rush. It's the rush had, of Delgado. I had you to had try. To I had to try. However, I did pull a diamond, right? I did pull a diamond. When I, I know where this it, is going. When I opened it, and I did it on my phone because I was working. When I opened it, I saw Andrew Benintendi face their franchise player. And I'm like, what the heck is this freaking card I just pulled? What just go on? And apparently they added face their franchise cards into chase packs. I don't hate it. And I said I don't hate it because just in case people haven't played the game yet. And now it makes the, these cards much more accessible. But man, I was like. Pretty let down, but I couldn't imagine how people really did if they got, you know, who Cougs, and that's your boy with Mike yeah. Trout. Just yeah, that, that that's frustrating for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so is it are, are the face of the franchise just in chase packs or are they in standards? Just too? in chase packs. So it's just see, in chase I, packs. I don't I don't like that they're just in chase packs. I think they should be in standard packs. If they're gonna put them in packs. Put them in standards as well. I, I'm fine with them being in chase, but put them in standards as well. You can pull regular diamonds out of chase packs. Yep. You should be able to pull face of the franchise out of standards, in my opinion, especially with so, their value tanking as they have. Yeah, so it's face of franchise along with the gold legends and flashbacks from face of franchise program in the chase pack. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of, I'm with you. If it was in standard packs, that would make it a little bit easier to digest. But just knowing it's only in Chase and you really want, like, you're really spending how many stubs to get Chase back? I mean, if you don't pull it in a standard, you're spending, what, was what it, 67, 75K? 75K, yeah. I understand it's the Chase card, but that those are the cards I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, but, it's um, tough. It's, it is tough. It, 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 but for all of the people that probably pulled the gobble, uh, you guys probably um, went crazy for it. And I, I I immediately went to BR here, Cougs, as I knew I would, as we said last last week. Like, if he's that card, I'm playing BR. And my God, the first at bat, what happens? 
no doubter. Easy. Yes. Easy. And the, the battery enemy, I mean, the celly. I'm calling it a celly because that's how it feels, right? The celebration, no doubter celebration is just one of the best. Um, it's from one of his home runs in Toronto where he just threw the throws the bat to uh, against the foul line. And it, it's 10 out of 10. Great. It, it's it's very satisfying. It's kind of reminiscent of the uh, almost like the Ricky Henderson, no doubter, where he just yeah. kind of like tosses it. So super cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, I'm very curious if that's going to be his last card, like last higher card. You would think he would get a 99, right? Yeah, I mean, I I could see them just living with the 97, but, you know, I, I think there's definitely ways to give him a 99 for sure. Yeah, and he's going down the price. At first, he w- was hard, I mean, as expected, but he's down the price. He is roughly around 139K, and he'll probably go down even more as more people pull him. Um, so he'll be more accessible. I was thinking the only way we get a 99 if they put him in a program or something like that to make it grind 99 to get him. Um, yeah. That's the only reason I could think. Um, I can see that. But there, there is another Carlos Degal that's coming up, but we'll, we'll go over that a little bit later. I do want to go over, we, we left off last episode on Player of Month and pretty much gave our full review of the structure of the cards and we're already here talking about news of May monthly award because they released another flashback legend. Now, new, well, I wouldn't say new, returning legend. Jim Rice makes his return to MLB the show. We've seen him MLB 17. We've seen him MLB 18. It's funny here because I looked up Jim Rice and I was like, all right, I know he was in 17 and 18. I look up MLB 17, Jim Rice. What's the first video that sees? It's you playing with him. I was like, oh. <laughs> Look who it is. And I don't even it, remember it, using him either. That's the funny part. But I guess I have a video on it. It was hardware. Uh, you were playing BR, I believe. And it was hardware. Um, this is MLB 17. Hardware Jim Rice. And the card looked pretty damn good for 17. This is before the 125 attributes. And it was good power, um, good contact. And now he makes his return in 22. And I know I'm going to let you have this because you played with this card already. Um, and then, yeah, I, I'm just curious. First start, uh, first thoughts of Jim Rice making his return and then how his monthly card is. Yeah, I mean, I love the fact that they're bringing back legends that we've had in the game. And I hope this is setting the table to bring back guys like Ted Williams and uh, even like Yogi Berra, you know, some of the guys that we had in the game that aren't in anymore. I hope this is kind of setting that precedent and we do get those guys down the line. Um, but yeah, I drafted, it took me like 15 redrafts to get him. I was just really wanting to use him. Um, ended up, let me, let me actually tell you the story of how this BR run went really quickly. Oh. Got the card, lost the first game. Jim Rice did well in the first game, but we lost, uh, then proceeded to win 11 straight, of course. Uh, so I'm 11 and one into my uh, 12 and one game and the game freezes in like the bottom of the first. So oh, I'm kind of no. screwed there. And then the guy doesn't leave. And then by the time I I'm, I need to record a video. I'm like, okay, I got to just go. The, the 12 win was J Ram of course, but it is what it is. Anyway, 13 games with Jim Rice, 20 plate appearances, 14 hits, three doubles, seven homers for a 778 batting average and 800 on base a slugging of 2.111 with an OPS of 2.911. This card, I don't know what it is, the swing. He just like, he's got one of those swings where the timing just always feels right. 
and he feels like a card that can inside out any like sinker inside. He is awesome. I can't wait to try him out on Hall of Fame because I actually think he will play very well on Hall of Fame. Plus, they gave him good defense too. He's 83 fielding with 83 speed. Uh, I'm sorry, 83 fielding with 83 arm strength and 87 reaction. So, um, yeah, I, I I really, really like Jim Rice. There you go. Love it. Now we know, let me, let me, now we know that this is the structure they're going with, right? We we are getting this legend only through BR until stage two. We we mentioned last week how much we would love it. Either we got him right away or they didn't reveal him until, until like later into their program. I'm but hearing your feedback, I'm I'm curious if like maybe he will hold up, right? If he's playing that good already and you, you're feeling comfortable with him, maybe he will hold up. Would he make your starting lineup if he dropped now? I'm just curious. If he dropped now, would he make your lineup? If he dropped right now, absolutely. He would be playing yeah. probably right field for me. That's I, I, I would have I would have Frank at first base with Carlos Delgado in left field. Uh, Jim Rice in right field and probably a card that we're going to talk about Ketel Marte. He would be at shortstop. Yeah. We're going to be mentioning a lot about Ketel Marte. Um, not just him being the new headliner, but it, we didn't even mention in the beginning of this podcast, we got a nice interview lined up for you guys. That's going to come later on this podcast where we are going to be talking about esports, And we got two special guests um, with Rofo and Sporer uh, and Ketel Marte comes up in conversation on when it comes to that. So be sure to listen through the whole podcast and you get to listen to that interview. But yeah, Kento Marte makes makes his, I guess, diamond debut. Um, actually, was his live series a diamond before he went gold? I think it was, right? Yeah, I think he was an 85. Yeah, I think he was 85. Then the first roster update, he went down. But still, any Kento Marte card is going to be pretty pretty fun to use especially with the contact he has the good pop he has and he can play anywhere for me i mean that's i got lucky here kooks this is the first time and i don't know how long i was like let me gamble here let me let me buy one headliner pack seven that seven thousand five hundred let's see what we could do got him first pack i was like let's go you love to see never it happens i love it um and he's going he's still roughly going around 60k and that just tells you his value um for mb show 22 right now and i think if probably if you're building a god squad he's somewhere in there yeah I, absolutely and i honestly i think he's gonna last for a long time like i i don't see a ton of cards at this stage in the game beating him out for one of the many positions that he plays. Oh yeah, hands down. So um it was good to see him make it there. And then we got other, I'm going to mention the other headliners since we're not going to be fully going into everything this episode since we had the interview that we just discussed. But we got Don Manley makes uh the 94 all-star card, which was kind of weird because that's his MVP year, right? So they gave him all-star card instead. However, I feel like they did that with Jimmy Rollins. I feel like they yep. gave him a, I don't know if it was a veteran card or a second-half card. I think it was a second-half card, um, Jimmy Rollins. And then they gave him the MVP year of that particular year. So we still could probably get awards, Don Manley, or a signature series uh, later. Um, this uh, Tomorrow, we get a Bruce Sutter headliner. And what's good about this Bruce Sutter is that it's a signature series card. We don't have yep. that many signature series cards yet. So that's going to be well sought out of just because of that. 
Yep, definitely. Um, yeah, I think including including Bruce Suter, I think it's five total. It's like Randy, Michael Young, John Franco, and uh, Mike Mussina. It's it's yeah. those four, and then you add uh, Bruce Suter in there. You know, and it's it's only a matter of time before one of these collections pops up. So you definitely want to have at least a couple of those. Maybe Bruce Suter is that guy you want to hold on to. Hands out May 29th last year. That's when they announced Mo. So I'm I'm sketched. That. I'm sketched, Scuffy, because that's the time of year, or that's that's the part of the month where I'm gonna be away in New York. <laughs> that's Memorial Day weekend. I, I'm going to a, a Mets Phillies game and then a Yankees Angels game, both in New York. You're gonna join me probably for one of those. And yep. so I don't want that collection to drop while I'm there. I want to enjoy it. I just know I'm going to be thinking about it. Be like, oh my it's, god! It's funny. We're probably going to record a podcast right before you leave, and it's, it's going to be <laughs> you go. It's probably watch it drop that day. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably going to happen. About, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Well, I'm curious if it's going to be a 99. No, I don't think so. I think I don't it'll think be so either. Well, actually. No, I think I it's going to be 97 it. to 98. Just they are more progressing. They're slowly progressing the overalls this year, which, you know what? I, even though it hasn't been like this in the past, I'm starting to realize I kind of like it better. I, I agree. Just, yeah, I agree. I like it. The fact that they're, they're rolling it out, but I do think actually that it will be a 99 just because okay. of how much how we much? had to collect in previous years, plus the live series collection, there's three 99s in there. That's true. I, That's true. I do think it will be a 99 just for the sheer amount you have to collect. I mean, yes, they've done a, a good job at putting out like, you know, face of the franchise are now in packs. Uh, they added this big dog program this past week where you can get a lot of those cards. Um, they're adding more of the t- uh, Takashi cards. They're adding, like I said, another signature card and a ton of second half cards. Like yes. they're giving us the cards that we need. You just have to be aware that you're going to want to hold on to a lot of these cards and you might just, you know, they're, they're giving us a lot of the cards, I think to prepare us very well for this collection. Because when Mariano came out last year, I believe there were only two signature cards in the game and you needed, I don't remember if you needed one or two to complete the collection, but the two signatures were David Ortiz, I think, and mm-hmm. Kyle Seeger, and he was a World Series reward. And that's yep. a World Series reward and a collection reward. People weren't happy with that. So they're doing a good job at putting out the content that we need. But as players, we have to be aware of that, and we have to remember what to hold on to and what not to. Oh, hands down. I, I feel like this year is like the year of second half, like you said. Um, <laughs> Which is great. So many, I love second half cards, man. And I, and there's going to be second half cards that could be 99s. I just wish Cespedes was still in the game. but. Apparently isn't so. But speaking of um, second half cards, we well by you're listening now, it will be over. But we had the moonshot event where we get Nelson Cruz's fourth card. <laughs> Is yeah. he coming the new Salvi? He's, he's the Salvi. Know, he's the Salvi. The John uh, Smoltz. He's oh, that guy. Man. Yeah, uh, second and to, to be fun, it, it's crazy because you look at the attributes, it does not look like a 99. If you're just looking at the hitting, I mean 92. Yeah. If you look at the, it, it very feels like his finest 99 card. Yeah, um, but it's like proxy to be a 92. But yeah, you get that card and then we get the Suarez, uh, Juano Suarez second half, who's been in the game um, for a couple of years now. Um, and both those cards are great, especially for the Moonshot event. I mean, they both have great power. Um, but 
I, I like the little mix-up they did for this event, being Mucha. It wasn't common. It was just righty bronze pitchers. Uh, and then you could play anywhere. You don't have to play. Oh, oh, was it locked? I wasn't sure. It wasn't locked, I don't think. No, you could play anywhere. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. Um, that's where I don't mind max elevation stadiums. If, yeah. if, if it's like the moonshot, yo, bring it, bring all the chaos that we could get from it. Um, exactly. So. And, and that's the thing with moonshot. You just have to accept the craziness. You, you can't yeah. get mad at the the weird timing. You're playing with power hitters against brawn hitters. The weird stuff is going to happen. That's the thing with moonshot. Yeah, exactly. So um, and then we got a new event tomorrow um, or you probably listen today. It is we don't know what it just said. It's not the moonshot event. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much how they phased it. And I think that's literally what it's called. It's not the moonshot event. That's I what think it's, it's literally called. This isn't moonshot. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I knew it was something like that. Um, but we get a 92 Dante Bichette uh, to go along with your Vinny Castillo for your Rocky fans. Uh, it is a postseason 95 card. Yeah, this isn't Moonshot event. This isn't Moonshot event. Is that? This is not I'm, Moonshot. Is, is uh, yeah, that, I think it's literally saying this is not the Moonshot event. I think that's literally the title not, of it. <laughs> no, but there's no though. So I feel like it's like, I don't know, grammar? I, I don't know. It just feels weird off the tongue. That's all. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm not someone to talk about grammar here. I'm the worst. So um, <laughs> it's just it's coming off the tongue weird to me. But anyway, yeah, we got the Dante Bichette tomorrow. Um, whatever events. Where could this be? If it's the, if we already have Forbes, we, like I I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it might not. It might not be locked, but it is. It, it is a higher difficulty, isn't it? Yeah, it's Hall of Fame. Um, so if you want to get some Hall of Fame games, I'm I'm hoping they mix it up a little bit more. It's funny. Speaking of Hall of Fame, I played my first Hall of Fame game last last week or earlier. Yeah, last week. And I got to say, the, going from All-Star Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame feels really nice. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, um, I, I like it, especially on the Xbox with the 120 hertz. I really like it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wish everything was a Hall of Fame. I do not, I now speak of, I do not like now playing ranked again. I've been playing with my all bronze squad. We're, we were, we got up to 694, played my first Hall of Fame game with that. Mm -hmm. And then I lost that game, right? Um, it was a yep. close game, extra innings. But then I had to go back to All-Star, and that's just not a fun experience here. I'm I'm just going to say, I'd rather just stick with Hall of Fame. Once I get to that, like, higher level, stick me out of the higher level. I know that that's <laughs> not how it works, but... It, the timing just screws you all up. I kind of wish now more and more I see it. Um, there's one universal pitch speed, but I don't think we'll ever get there. Yeah, I don't think that's really ever going to happen, honestly. I think we're probably stuck with what we have. Yeah, but now I feel your pain when you do Hall of Fame to Legend or Legend back to Hall of Fame and stuff like that. I yeah. feel your pain. It's been a minute. but it's brutal. Yeah, it is. It's kind of brutal. But um, like you said, if you want to try to get your timing together, and especially before... The qualifiers are going. I mean, the qualifiers are going to be on legend, but still, you get a little bit more practice. That doesn't mean much with Hall of Fame. Um, you'll be able to play this event. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious if we're going to get another locked stadium here, like Forbes, or I, I don't know. We'll we'll find out that tomorrow. Yep, we'll 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 get some info on that. Yep, and also for tomorrow, we get a new BR program as well. Uh, yep. I'm very happy about it. Uh, BR programs are always like roster update days for me um when i get to see the new golds 
bronzes and silvers. I still say, and we mentioned it on last program, that this mission, like the golds, bronze, and silver cards, probably the best program we had for BR for lower tier cards ever. Um, I've played Randall, more. I've played more BR in this month window than I have probably in like a year. Just because every draft, I know I'm getting Grandall. I know I'm getting Corbin Burns. I can mess around with either Tom Glavin or Nelson Cruz. I, I know I'm getting some good cards. So I've played more BR than I have in a very long time just because of the quality of cards we've had. Yeah. And it's funny. You could interchange these cards. Like I use Burns. I use Soto. Um, I use Tony Watson if I, if I really want to. Grandall, I, I got him P4. I love Grandall cards. And um, it's it's going to be bittersweet, like, not able to choose them. But then again, just knowing that I have them at P4 so I could use them in one of my gold rounds. Yeah. Um, but I can't wait for who's going to come next. And it, we'll see. We shall see. But we do we know shall see. the rewards for this BR program. And that is, first one, we got the J.R. Richard. Um, I forgot what series it was. To be honest with you, I wasn't sure what it was. I think it's I think it's second half. It's either second half or breakout. I think. I get it too. It could possibly be a prime. No, it is the second half. I was right. Okay. Okay. It's 93 overall second half, 1979. Um, the card art is amazing. It has the retro Astros unis with the different uh colors between the orange and like the multiple orange and yellows. Uh love that card. And then speaking of loving cards, we got the Tasa, oh my gosh, I'm going to botch it. <laughs> Takashi, <laughs> Takashi, o- Takashi Okazaki. There we go. Yes, series of Joe Morgan. Um, and, and like you mentioned about the Carlos Tagalog, good to see that series back. And now we get another one with Joe Morgan. Yep. So that's going to be fun. I, would this be the best set? I think so. Especially when I, you know I, what. I think, it depends, I think it depends on the other cars but if you're talking about just the flawless yeah it, it's gotta yeah, be just the, best. the flawless yeah yeah um it's only going to get better to be honest with you so there's no really like actually you just never know it depends on how the players play i guess um, that's true but from on paper i guess we say it's going to be the best um yeah i really love that joe morgan card <laughs> i love all those cards man and th- there has to be like a set eventually like a collection that's going to be coming with these cards yeah i think so and it's going to be a Tani 99, hands down. Hey, I'll, I'm not going to say no to that. It has to be. It's going to be the co- the MVP edition cover. Yeah, give me it. I want it yeah. right now. So, Don't make me wait. <laughs> give it to me right now. <laughs> so, that I'd, hey, if I could, I would. Um, but, yeah, we have that to look forward to. I know we're kind of running through this, but we do have a fantastic interview um, set up for you guys on this episode going all over about esports um, with the Summer Circuit Coming this Saturday, uh, where the first qualifier is, and then we have four more after that, and then the finals on June 18th and 19th. Cooks, do you have, with with the new set of rules, which we'll go over in the interview, do you have any, any, like, desire to try once again? To try the esports? Yeah, like the qualifiers? Well, I... Regardless of if I want to or not, I won't be able to this Saturday. But if I did have the time, I think I would, actually. I think I would try it with the changes they've made to make it not last for 18 hours. I I think I would give it a shot. 
Yeah, I, I probably would too. I am yeah. giving it a shot. I actually say there you go. I'm going, so I'll give my full review of that. Um, <laughs> next episode I, I i remember last year i did it and i was like legend but what i like about it is that you could queue up games you don't have to wait um and i could play as many games as one where last year i just didn't want to wait that's why i kind of quit yeah um, yeah i didn't want to wait but yeah we'll talk about that more in two seconds but the last thing about content that we want to talk about this week is the new br pro i mean not br program we just went over this come on scuffy um <laughs> <laughs> the new program that's coming out this friday where we're gaining only one boss one new legend i should say coming this friday and we've been getting hints um they've been doing like caesar ciphers on like what's going on is is we show socials uh drunk what's going on colin i don't know um <laughs> but no there's just teases and they uh were leading towards one card coming out this friday and the looks of it the looks of it because it could be a big one. This could be an exciting one. Uh, with yeah. with all the, the hints we have, some of the connections with other players that we know are going to be in the program. Scuffy, it's looking like it's a strong possibility that we see Roy Halladay this week. I, I mean, <sighs> you would think that, it let assuming it is him, you would think that this would be a guy we knew about before the yes. game dropped. That's, yeah. that's oh, a yeah. big get. That's a big name. So that for them, a, so for the possibility of that him, I, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a trailer legend that you put in, hands down. Yeah, and it's funny we're getting him, and we already have Randy, and I feel like with pitchers we've been getting spoiled with starters. I mean, we got Pedro. Um, who who came with Pedro? I feel like someone else came big with Pedro. We got Clemente, but I know that's not a pitcher. I feel like we got uh, two big pitchers last year with Pedro and someone else. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, either way. Yeah, um, I don't remember. It, Roy Holiday is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I remember in the 2K days when they had like pinpoint um, for 2K and using Roy Holiday. And it's kind of, kind of like full circle now since we have it in this show and be able to use uh, Roy Holiday. And he's going to fit the meta so well in this game. This is probably... I, I'll, I'll quote this. This If his H-9s are good, we'll pray to them. We'll show God's for it. But if H-9s uh, are good, this will be our Kluber. This will be our Edward Cabrera. This will be our Kershaw. You think so? Yes. Hands down. Woo! The control Man. is going to be there. The stamina is going to be there. If his H-9s are going to be there, oh, my God. And he's going to have the meta pitches. I don't even have to go over that. We all know that. But his control should be there. And his stamina should be there. I just got to see how the h nines are. Yeah, it, all, it really does just come down to that. Yep. So, I don't know. I'm hyped, though. I am hyped. Uh, at first, I thought the way they were saying it, because the one the te uh, teases was like, this legend will be, or I forgot, something with their mates or their teammates. Um, and they first show Ryan Howard. So, I was like, it can't be that second baseman because we already got his endgame card. So I was thinking it might be Jimmy Rollins, but then again, then they said new legend. And then earlier today, they revealed a uh, gold Carlos Degado, which was teammates with Roy Holiday in Toronto. So um, it, it, it's pretty much the writings on the wall right now. Um, yeah. If it isn't Roy Holiday and it's one card for a two week program, 
I'm afraid what the response of this community is going to be, depending on who it is, I guess. Yeah, that's tough to say. I mean, I am really curious to see like what it's going to look like, because, you know, it's most likely going to be like a 94 or 95, like around what the other cards are going to be. Regardless of what the hits per nine is and the pitch selection, it's not going to be like that 99 guy that some people might think it would be based off, you know, the hints and the 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 weight behind the name and everything. So, yeah, I, I am curious to see what the reaction would be both ways, whether it is Roy Halladay or whether it's not Roy Halladay, even if it is end up end up being Roy Halladay and, and people see the card and they're like, oh, this is a letdown. The fact that that's the only card in the feature program for two weeks, that's another avenue where people could get mad if they don't feel like the card is worth it at least with the spring cleanup program you had five cards to choose from whereas this you're only going after one guy so that one guy has to be good and sts has to know that yep exactly so we'll find out and we'll definitely talk about that all next week but i kind of want to leave it off there because we do have a fantastic more fantastic episode so keep on listening because we got the opportunity to talk with uh, Roflow and Spore all about esports scene and over their casting. It was a lot of fun. We recorded before we started this, um, the beginning of the episode. So I think it's a fantastic listen, especially if you're into the esports. So just see how they grasp everything on where this game could go. Yeah, agreed. It's it's a great conversation. We have a, we have a lot of good uh, uh, discussion about the players, the cards, the format, just everything esports. Definitely want to stick around and listen to the second half of this podcast. You won't be disappointed. Yep. So here it is. Here is the interview between us and Brofo and Sport. Check it out. And now let's head to other news that we got last week. And that is the summer circuit. We get our first official esports event for Emily show 22 and what better to go over this news with other the the main casters of the summer circuit and that is mr robert flores and mr paul sport i appreciate you guys joining inside the show today how's everything going today good man thanks you guys for having this doing well appreciate y'all having us on yeah i of course and i i've been wanting to have you two on for quite a while, because you guys have been casting the esports events for MLB Show for, I don't know, about two, three years now, I believe. Um, and now we got our official for 22, and first place gets $15,000. So if you haven't heard about it, the Summer Circuit begins this weekend with our first qualifier over the weekend, starts Saturdays. Um, we are going to go over a little bit over the new news about the qualifier, but First place gets $15,000, second place $5,000. I think it's roughly up to $25,000 of prizes that you can get from one through fourth place. Hey, I I don't even know. Like, when I see this type of money and playing with Elmwood's show, I I look back, I say, like three or four years ago, and we never, never seen this type of money or esports coming to the table. So, I just want to grasp, like, the first question I, I want to ask you guys, like, from from seeing where we were from the beginning, like, we just say the community tournaments, and now to see official tournaments like this where the best of the best get to play, what is the – not I want to say expectation. What's What do you guys look forward to the most when these tournaments come, come about? 
Honestly, um, go, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. Uh, just the competition and seeing the guys who get better every time and yeah. they get younger too, which is truly insane. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously they lowered the age, so that, that allowed in the folks who I believe were, what, 15 and up, 16 and up. And you see how it changed the landscape completely. You know, you're 22 years old and you're the old guy on the block. And it's just, it's wild. It makes sense. I totally get it inherently, but I, I remain impressed. I absolutely remain impressed by the young kids, their composure with that kind of money on the line to stay unconscious on the sticks. It never ceases to amaze me. And I can't wait to see it again this year. I think for me, just building off, off what Paul mentioned, uh, guys, is to, is, it's, it's exciting for me to see the possibilities moving forward for this particular franchise and esports and how they work together. Because I, I think, it, to your point, where this game was, say, uh, when I first met you guys a handful of years ago, I think it was at the uh, All-Star Game in, in Washington, D.C. So, um, And that wasn't that long ago, but I feel like the game – as an as an esport as a competitive franchise title, I feel like it's gotten uh, it, it has moved rapidly, and I can't wait to see what's next. I mean, I, I think there are so many possibilities. So just to see it gradually build from where it started to where it is now, but to also to see the possibilities of what it could become, I think that's really exciting as well. Oh yeah, I mean, um, I I know myself and Coogs. Whenever we were talking about like esports, like we see how. I think the first thing that was cool is to have you two on board and do that one full on Sunday finals um, broadcast where you just see the best at best going out in the last, I believe it's usually like the semifinals or the final eight go at it. It's just that right there at first was like great to see as a committee. And you could see it like through the chat, like everyone getting hyped up and then the games that get put on as well. I mean, yeah. even just this past, like, tournament i mean we seem back to back to like it felt like you don't know who's going to win right it, it felt like someone gets certain amount of runs and then someone responds right off the bat and it, it's funny how you brought it up paul like it's just these young players like they have these reaction times like i i remember last year for myself i tried to play a legend game i think i did try to do a qualifier last year i was like how the heck am i supposed to freaking <laughs> Yeah, stay up to the ball. I don't understand. That. I don't. And they're next I, level. <laughs> so the, the, when yeah, you, they're insane. Yeah. It, it, so when you sit there and commentate, it's just like, are you more just like reacting because you're like shocked by how good the placement of their PCI is, or Ugh. just like? <laughs> yeah, I think we're consistently I, I mean, I, amazed he, at them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just it, Paul. There'll be times where Paul and I are doing a game. And I, I, we were talking about it before we started, Scuffy, that these guys are hitting tanks, perfect perfects with silver cards, with gold cards on legend. And mm -hmm. you look at the PCI placement and they are all over it. And it I, like you just shake your head because, Paul, they're sometimes they play a game that that is different. They're not playing the same game that I am when, exactly. when I'm struggling through all star, you know. Exactly. They're, they're, they are playing a different game. You see these game squad on Twitter between legends like this. And I, I beat them 23 to 21. It's just it's it's a different game of baseball and uh, the best of the best to win these kind of tournaments. You have to be able to hit plain and simple. You're never yeah. going to win them without okay. being able to hit pitching has caught up a bit. 
with the pinpoint and, and how OP that can be, but only to a degree, only to bring the runs down a bit. If you're not putting up double-digit runs consistently, you're going to have a hard time making any real noise in these kind of tournaments. And uh, going off all of that, you know, just how precise these guys have to be and how incredibly accurate they are with everything that they do to do it when the actual like grand finals are going yep. and how yeah. long of days those yeah. are. Sometimes these guys are playing for seven to 10 hours yes. and it's just to be playing at that elite level for that long. I think that's a part of this whole competitive aspect for these guys that gets overlooked is just being able to stay locked in for that long. Like I, I play one game and I'm like, Oh, I need a nap. These guys just go all day Perfect PCI placement, you know, just high intensity games. That to me is the most impressive thing about this whole thing. I think that's a great call out because every pitch is so intense. And, you know, those of us that uh, that aren't nearly at that level, but but that have had different intense moments, whether it's a 12 and 0 or your World Series game. Think about that for eight hours. The the intensity <laughs> of those last three VR yeah. games in 12-0 run or of that last game against a sweaty to get to World Series. That's for eight hours, and we do that for a couple games in a given day to get the 12 hour to get World Series. That's the impressive part. You're dead on with that, Cougs. Yeah, and, and look, uh, I mean, I, I'm streaming on my Facebook page Monday through Friday or so, two hours. But like by hour and 45 minutes, I'm looking at the clock going, okay, we're about to wrap this up because I am – you know, I'm, I'm spent. <laughs> so to, to your point, I mean, the, these guys are, are, are grinding for, as you said, numerous hours back to back. And then the, the, the thing is, is that the pressure, I mean, there is, there is real pressure here because anytime you put that amount of money on the line, yeah, I, 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 I definitely commend these guys for what they're doing, uh, especially with all that, uh, with all that money that's, uh, that's up for grabs. Oh yeah, hands down, and it, it it feels like there's more money as each year goes by. So, yeah. uh, and especially with these young, I mean, we had Kreiner. I believe he's around sixteen, seventeen. He's sixteen, yeah, sixteen, and he made a nice chunk. I mean, he could. I, I don't even know what he does with the money, but that's for being that young and getting that type of cash. I mean, that could do you wonder. It's like setting up your future, kind of, and you wouldn't think of <laughs> like. It, it really is. I mean, playing LVB's show kind of set him up a little bit. Um, but it, it's always cool. And it's funny. Like, we always see new names come out from yeah. these circuits. And that's why I always look for it. Like, who, who's that one player that just comes out of nowhere and, like, puts his name on the map? And you usually see that. Um, I, I feel like Kreiner did that. Not saying last year, but I feel like he did that, like, a year or two ago beforehand where he played in these type of, um, competitive tournaments and made a name for himself when he was JBD. And then all of a sudden he built up that reputation and look where he it got him now, just continuing that grind. And he won the tournament. Uh, I believe, I forgot which tournament. It was either the full circuit or the diamond dynasty invitational, um, which is another great thing, um, which we can get to later. But I do want to go over, um, Paul, you brought up a, a eight hour window of just how you did with the finals. Now that eight hour window is going to be coming to a factor in day one of the qualifiers why do i say that they switch up the qualifiers on how they are going to be played um so i'm just going to read a, a little paragraph on how it's going to work on day one of each summer circuit qualifier all players will compete in an open ladder format competitors can queue up at any time within an eight hour window 
but must complete six three-inning games for their score to count. Each win earns a player a point, and each loss loses a player a point. The top 64 um, will move on to day two. That's a big change. Last year, we had the Swiss format, um, and we were talking a little bit before the the podcast, Rofo, is just we had the Swiss format, and you had to play um, a max of six games. However, you had to wait. And this is, has yeah. been a previous experience. I know Coos could say this as well um, from playing in previous tour, uh, qualifiers. We had to wait for multiple hours sometimes between one three-inning game to the next. And I Ooh. feel like that's big, big, like, sometimes your timing might not get, like, just get, go off. You're waiting here. You're waiting in your chair. Or if you're streaming and playing the tournament, you're just trying to interact with chat and do all this things at once. And, you know, you with this, how this game works, all it takes is so and so much time off, and your timing could be all whacked up. True. Yep. Yeah, that that's a massive change, and um, I believe they're responding to the community with trying to fix the waiting. The waiting was a big problem. A lot of folks brought that up, and uh, I think it's been heard loud and clear. You know, think about where we've come from just with the first tournament, not even before. Yeah, uh, esports really became a thing. Think about where the first tournament was and some of the flaws that have been there to where we already are moving down the line. And there's still so much more to go. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about the grand scheme of things and it's still in its infancy here, basically. Yeah. And it already feels like we've made some pretty massive steps as an esports community, especially when you think about how many people said we never have esports. So, yeah, good call no, by and, them. And going back to what I was mentioning earlier. Uh, about what the possibilities are for this particular game title and, and esports and the franchise. I, I mean, I, I would love to see down the road a grand final being held at MLB Network. You, you know, yes. bring the players, play, put them in Studio Forty Two, get a, get an audience in there, and uh, I, I I would love to be a part of that just to see. Um, be, because I, I think what ultimately makes it. Um, it's not just the gameplay that makes it good watch, you know, a good watch. Um, it, it's it's when you can know who the players are, when you can get some information about them, about their stories, about their journey, um, how they became uh, MLB The Show players, how they became baseball fans. So th- that's kind of the next step, I think, for for this partic- particular title a- as a thriving. Uh, esport franchise is to get to know who those players are um and and for for people that just you know not just the diehard members of the community like us but you know the casual more casual uh uh consumers of esports and video games if they can know who these players are and know about their stories i think that's when this begins to take another step as well dude i i I think you nailed it because i was going to say the same thing i think the two biggest steps we could take going forward are both an in-person event Mm -hmm. as well as a connection to these players because you know you think about you think about real major league baseball players you look at a guy like Shohei Otani a lot of people know Shohei Otani's story and then they tune into Angel Games and they see how he's playing they're invested in what's going on some of these guys have such cool backgrounds with how they got into MLB the show, how they got into baseball, what, Mm -hmm. you know, what led them to get here. Like that connection does so much more for 
the esports scene than just another tournament would. When yeah. you start getting to a like a point where you can relate to these players and you have somebody you're actually rooting for, that to me is huge. And you know, like you said, doing it in Studio Forty Two would be just yeah. That to me really is cool. like that's that's the pinnacle. That's what I want to see. I want to see yeah, an in person event. These guys face to face looking at each other, like just seeing their reactions when they dot up a pitch on the corner, and then it's a perfect perfect like. It just little things like that. That is, I that is the next evolution of where we yeah. are, and I honestly think we're on a good track for that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I agree. Yeah, we've I seen agree. it with like the Madden Live ones, right? We kind of have yeah. a blueprint out there in the world, and that's awesome because then we we kind of know what what we're looking for. Oh yeah, I mean you have Matt. That's what I was going to bring up as well. The Madden MCS. Um, you 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 just see the how the presentation is and for being at a live event. Right. And it's kind of cool. Just see the motions like you guys brought up. Um, Ben has been doing NHL does it as well. Um, I, I, and I think, like you said, we're right there for MLB to be there. And I, I can't wait, especially like, just, just imagine like, just you go up by four, four runs. It's like the top of the seventh say, and you, okay, you're feeling good. And then all of a sudden the other guy starts responding and just to see the emotion between yeah. them two going at it, and especially how this game could go back and forth like that, I really feel like this MLB the show is the most exciting. I'm not trying to be biased too, but just like whenever you see the top players go at it, I really feel this game out of any sports game could be the most exciting well, game I, to watch. It's because of the anticipation of baseball and like playoff baseball specifically, which mm-hmm. is what this is, right? When someone's driving in football, yes, there can be crazy moves where it's like a pick six and that that flips the field and everything. But yeah. for the most part, if a team's driving in and they're at the 30 and the 20 and then the five and then they get in, okay, it's a little bit more gradual. It's ex- exciting, but you kind of are expecting it. With baseball, it's it's like you're saying when you go down 5-0 it's like, well, so-and-so's in big trouble here. And then, boom, he rips off three straight homers. I'm like, wow, yeah. he's right back in this instantly. And it's that it's that – flip on a dime that baseball has that the other sports don't necessarily have if you're down a big a bunch in basketball you have to build the comeback if you're down a bunch of football you have to build the comeback in baseball you can go down a bunch but like six seven runs for, for these guys is one inning oftentimes yeah that's so true. i love the way things just flip on a dime and there's no time limit so if you've got outs in your in your back pocket you're still alive and that's another great thing about baseball is no clock yeah yeah and like you know you you can watch it and you can break it down in a way where you break down the strategy of like, okay, what pitch are they going to throw next? How are they sequencing? How are they doing this and this and this football? You know, it's a lot of play calling. It's a lot of audibles at the line. It's a lot of, you know, so much meta is going on before each and every play. Whereas baseball, it you know, there, there is a lot of thinking going wrong or going on, but like just the simplicity of it, like he throws yeah. a good pitch he hammers it with a perfect, perfect swing. He puts a pitch in the high and outside corner, dots him on the corner. Like, you know, it's just, it's simple to follow, but it's so electric when it gets going. It's just, it's it's unlike Madden or, or 2K or anything else like that, just because it's just, as Paul said, it can flip on a script. And then it, when it gets going, there's just such adrenaline that you can feel. And I think MLB nails it. Yep. And I love when it turns... And then that pitcher, you can just start to see them panic when they can't land a pitch. The guy's dialed in. He's just started a three-run inning, 
and now you're now your guys losing the confidence and you have to lay something over it, it's just great yeah and that's why i love playoff baseball it's so exciting the anticipation of what's going to happen next completely drives it and makes it excellent one one wrinkle that i think could be interesting and and i don't know the particulars about how they would go about it or um i, I would love to see particularly when we get to the you know championship series um i, I would love to be able to um to to incorporate more strategies so as what pitchers are being used especially a starting pitcher you can't use them be, or or their energy is severely uh taxed if yeah. they try to use them uh for for the next game so it would force the players to be a little bit more uh showcase their strategy on how they you know make it look more like real baseball make them be more like real managers about you know, which pitchers are they going to use? Are they going to have another reliever come out of the bullpen? Are they going to save this reliever for a possible clincher? That sort of thing. So maybe that's another wrinkle that they could add moving forward. That's a good point. I, I love it. That. I love it too. Um, I have to ask this. Are we going to see ship it now being nerfed? Are you guys ready not to see ship it? This year? I, I hope like we it- don't <laughs> see it. It gets tired. It's still a good hitting eye though. People still want to play there. So I think but, we will still see some people whose comfort level still remains there. How how much like percentage wise, like from you guys calling each circuit, I feel like it's been has to be like ninety five to one hundred percent every game yeah. that you guys call yeah. possession. Yeah, right? it's, we we make jokes about it all the time. It's almost yeah. It's I, almost I, never Paul, I don't think Paul, I don't think we've ever called a game that wasn't at ship. It come to it, think of it, I mean, unless it, I'm and if we have, it's like so few games. Yeah, and there's so few. Yeah, I always I bring up Laughing Mountain. Oh, go ahead, be, Laughing Mountain might get a lot of play time. A lot of people I, like that part now. That. I like Laughing Mountain too. Yeah. Got that elevation. Honestly, the, the batter's eye is pretty good. Most of the time I see people playing at night, so there's really no issues. I think you can play at a certain time of day. And if you have a guy with a weird release, sometimes that ball could get lost in the light. But I would say 99% of the time, Laughing Mountain usually plays pretty well. Mm hmm. Yeah, that brings up the question, though. I will, especially with, I mean, custom stadiums. I don't think they could do it until they get out of um, PS4, P, um, and Xbox One. I'm not talking about custom stadiums, but like a competitive stadium, right? Yes, that'd be cool if they brought in some community members to create like tournament stadiums. Yeah, Ooh, they I like that. Kind of I like that a lot. Yeah, and have that be have that one stadium be the official home. Yeah, and yeah. we can do like a showcase of the stadium creators. I mean, this is like a contest in the contest. That's a great yeah. idea. That's exactly. a really and, good idea. I, I, and, I that's yeah. one of the the great new features. I know it's this is the second year of it um, for for the next gen consoles. I I love the stadium feature. I, I don't have the the skill set to to create something cool, but I am Same. happy as hell to download and, and use someone's, yep. someone else's uh, stadium uh, uh, creation. So yeah. I, I think that's a really great idea. And I like watching and, them yeah. make it. It's like, it's becoming, it's become a, another way to play the game is to yeah. be a stadium build streamer type type deal. And I think it's really cool. And they could have honestly multiple, they could keep uh-huh. the dimensions and altitude and all that stuff the same. And it's like, if a player doesn't necessarily like the backdrop of a certain stadium, he has like two or three to choose from. That'd and, you know, there, there's there's plenty of options and plenty of potential with the custom stadiums. And honestly, at some point, like you said, Scuffy, once we kind of get to the point where next gen kind of gets or, or old gen kind of gets a little bit 
not obsolete, but kind of, you know, they start to move on. I mean, it is, and, it will be obsolete. Like it's, yeah. you know, not to leave anybody behind, but you're going to get left behind after yeah. a while. And that's just kind of what happens. It but is yeah, what it, yeah, I agree. It will, it will take a jump when, uh, yeah. when it kind of goes full PS5. Yeah, I would expect it. And Xbox, whatever the latest Xbox is. Sorry, Xbox folks, you're, you're part of the community. Don't worry. I, I wonder can't, can't hate on the Xbox. Come what on, what is I, what is the latest Xbox thing called? We're, we're, we're Team Xbox series, on this. Podcast, I know, I know right you here. are. I know. I'm, I, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not excluding anybody. <laughs> uh, you, uh, Xbox Series X. I have a question for everybody here. Um, so just to be clear, this whole thing it's it's all crossplay and everything, right? You can play Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we see any Nintendo <laughs> Switch players make yeah. a run in this tournament? <laughs> That would be kind of electric. I'm not that gonna lie. Would be I, I think that would be that would be something. Um, but I, I, I mean, what Paul? What, what were the what was the percentage of of Xbox players that we saw making deep runs? And do do we know? I don't even recall. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. we had with with Xbox folks. But with Switch, the timing scale is just so different. The the precision is hard. I would be so so impressed if somebody in our final was a, a switch player. was a switch player i, I would yeah, gas them funny. up so hard i'd be openly <laughs> rooting for them and, but see that's just another avenue to yep. having the storyline with these players build that connection somebody who plays a nintendo switch be like all these guys are playing on playstation and xbox i have a switch i'm rooting for that guy like it yes. just builds that connection it's awesome absolutely hey i have a question what about as a what do you guys think of the possibility either in the near future or maybe further down the road the possibility now that co-op is a, is a, an available feature what about 2v2 or 3v3 Absolutely. tournaments that has to be on their on it's their a, uh, pipeline uh without or their their flow chart you know, for the next couple of years undoubtedly undoubtedly yeah, they run i think it's a year. very it's a great feature i, I think really it's a is. really cool mode it's buggy as hell, and I've and yeah. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. And I like, yeah. sorry, uh, they admitted out front. They said day one, hey, it's brand new. We're keeping it casual because it's not ready for prime time. But we wanted you guys to start messing with it, so you know what you're getting. And it doesn't mean it's not frustrating when you lose a game in the middle because right. it crashes or right. whatever. But at least you know what you're getting. Your expectation level should be at the appropriate level, which is like mid. And then expectations for the future are high, though, because I really yeah. think they can turn it into something amazing. It's so dang fun. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was mentioning uh, to Cooks before, like I played for the first time with a couple of buddies. Um, and they're good buddies that always played the game, but never played online. They always played mm -hmm. offline. And then we went to DD, played co-op. Um, we were trying out new players. This is when Sheffield came down. And we we're trying out new players, and I was like, "All right, I'll buy this card so we could try it out." He does. He, he never played with the card. What happens? He walks it off yeah, with Gary that's Sheffield awesome. in the that's sixth great. inning, uh, or where, I forgot how many innings. I think it was actually in the ninth. And it, it's it's just it's so fun. Um, it really is. But, but once we do get once we get stable enough where we don't get the bugs, and then you can actually match up with other people as well, like. Not just randoms where you can match up with other friends. Yeah, and you'll eventually see that come in, and we see that in any other um, sports game. I think besides Madden, but we see with NBA, they have the NBA league, which is just basically mm -hmm. five versus five. Yep. And then the big NHL ones. I think NHL community loves the six versus six instead of the one v one more. Um, I think it's the GWC, or I for, uh, forgive me if I 
don't know the name, but I know that particular um, format they love. And There's it the just LG brings... League too. That's like a big, expansive NHL league, I believe too. But yeah, that like six on six is so fun. And but yep. with the two on two, three on three that we have, I, I think it's going to be. I, I'm really, really excited for the future of co-op. Now, let me ask you: If you had to pick one that works best for esports, would it be two versus two or three versus three? I think two, two. Yeah, me too. That's I think two v two is. I think that's the one that would be. I, I I don't I don't know why, but it it just seems like that would work a little bit better. Yep. Um, maybe it's just I I don't know why, but I but I agree. I think two two v two would would be the co op mode if you're choosing to which which of the co op modes do you want to kind of take to the down the e road uh, esports path? I think that's the one. I agree because if you're three versus three, you're always locked into into the hitters that you're. Yep. Be. Yep. Um, this gives a little bit more, and I then like the rotation, the rotation as well, where the second player is infield, outfield, and someone else pitching, and it rotates each one. So I mm-hmm. definitely think uh, two versus two as well. And we'll see. I mean, that'd be great. I mean, I, I'm sure once um, you'll be able to match up with other friends, we'll see community tournaments um, or co-op start rising, and then we'll see how the game plays, especially in the later year of LMB Show 22. I feel like that's co-op is going to be the mode that a lot of people start playing again mm-hmm. um i've had it okay so this is another thing this is for everyone um including you kooks so each year we get the same format right so i want to hear i mean you could give me three or four names of players that you think should be locked into a tournament so if you're building a tournament for 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 this circuit um I'm curious of what cards you would choose to be in your tournament. So I'll go over the the format and um, on how it is. So position players, you get three ninety five uh, overalls, and then three eighty five to ninety four, and then the rest are gold or below. For starting pitchers, you get two ninety five above, one eighty five to ninety four. The remaining two are eighty four and below. Bullpen is two ninety five above, three. Um, 85 to 80, uh, 94, and then 384 below. But give me some names that you guys think are like locks that must be in a circuit uh, roster this coming uh, Saturday. Um, I can start with a gold. Uh, okay. I can start with a gold catcher. I think that Yasmani Grandal might get yep. a lot of play time there. Switch hitter yeah. with that power, and he's honestly got he's got diamond fielding. I think we'll see a yep. lot of that card. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I can't get away from the Spencer Torkelson future star. That his card, swing is so good, Paul. It's just been dominant it's for so me. Good. And I know that first base and is deep. You could put him at third. It's a little bit of a stretch. But I, I think if you rake with him, which I, he's one of the cards I've raked most with, I got to get him in there. I also think the Taylor Ward player of the month uh, makes That's some good. sense with that catcher eligibility. That way you have a backup catcher. Uh, ready for you, especially if you have like a slow catcher like Asmani and you want to pinch run, you can pinch run somebody, your fast guy off the bench, then you can put Ward back behind the dish for the rest of the game. So Taylor Ward, Spencer Torkelson, two guys I would definitely have. I I really enjoy the, I I like him in real life, and I also like his player of the month card, the Ty France card. Yes. Um, High context. I I really like that card. Uh, You know, it hits, hits, Extra bases, hit sink. I mean, it's just a good hitting card. 
Um, I think he only has first base eligibility. I, I, I think that's right. But um, yeah, that that for me is definitely a card that I, that I would consider heavily putting in the, in the lineup for sure. Yeah. Um, I I, for me, I had to go the Cantel Marte that just got released oh, for the yeah, headliner. I was, I was I thinking feel, of him too, yeah. I feel like he's going to be pretty much – he plays multiple positions. He has the high contact. Good pop, not great with the 70, but still, he's going to play above his attributes regardless just with his swing. So I can tell Marte I definitely look out for. I'm very curious what's going to happen on Friday when we get the new program. Like, is someone going to grind that program to get whoever it is, which we think could be Roy Holiday mm-hmm. to put in your rotation. I'm now, it's only going to be open for two weeks, right, this, this program, right? Yes. But <sighs> I feel like we had a program dropped – um, before one of the qualifiers and people stayed up that whole night. I forgot who it was. I think uh, I, I remember. I think it was. Uh, um, I think it was the finest trout from last year. Oh, that's amazing. Because because I was trying to get him, and I was trying to do like the the super fractor grind. And Darius was like, hey, "I would sell you trout, but I need him for the tournament coming up." And I was like, "Ah, it's all right, man. It's all good." So yeah, I think it was. <clears throat> I think it was finest trout from last year. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I'm very, very curious if that's going to happen again. I, I'm going yeah. to give you another one, and I, it, it's a card that I, I mentioned to you earlier. Um, Matt Carpenter, yes, uh, it, I think it's a 92 or a 93 prime. Mm-hmm. That card is from. I mean, I think his swing is glitchy as hell. I, oh, I love card. it. You, you could also put him, put him at third. Um, so it's, it's got some positional flexibility there, depending on who you have at first. So I, I, I think for me. Uh, I love just about any Matt Carpenter card in the game, so but that's definitely for me the the one that I enjoy hitting with the most with right now. Duffy, what were the uh, what were the starting pitcher requirements again? It was two ninety five, two ninety five plus, yes. And then what's after that? One eighty five to ninety four. So that's tough, right there. The one eighty five. Yeah. So so just just to be clear, if you can you use um. Because I'm, I'm just trying to think how many people are going to use Otani with Otani, the, yeah. the two-way player stuff. He's a 94 on his live series. But inside edge, boost counts towards overall super oh. arch and community apparel counts. So overall. that's the thing. That's the thing I don't yeah. like about these tournaments or the yeah. restrictions. I don't like the fact that parallels matter. Because if you use this card and you grind with this card – you know, you, you're getting a feel for him. You want to use that card in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you should be penalized for practicing with a card in ranked gameplay yeah. because it levels up that card. Like, I, I don't I don't agree with that. I think it should mm-hmm. just go off of base overall um, yep. because I have Otani right now. I'm looking at him. I have Otani to parallel four, and that brings him up all the way to a 99 because you add the yeah. hitting and the pitching with it. So, like, the fact that Otani is now listed as a 99, it kind of limits some other options. So, yeah, I don't know. That's, I, that's that's one thing I would like to see changed about the rule set. No, I agree. Um, I, I remember last year when I decided to dabble in the qualifier, I barely played ranked last year. And who do we have for TA2 that everyone used? That was the Carrera card from the Marlins. He was a 94. I didn't yeah. play with him. I had him as my 85 to 94. So I had the edge because I never used him. Mm. Um, and 
still had the two ninety five plus. Didn't matter. I mean, I can't hit on legend, but yeah, I tried. Uh, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> no shot. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited though. I'm excited. I can't Remember, wait. We got four qualifiers um, within, I think it's almost every other week. Let me get it right here. Yeah, qualifier on May 21st, 22nd, then uh, 28th, 29th, June 4th, and 5th, and 11th, and 12th. And then the finals will be 18th, uh, June 18th, and then 19th will be the live broadcast with you two. Um, Just uh, see who wins the first uh, circuit of the year. Also, I do want to give a shout-out to Dooney. Um, Dooney as well is going to be... Your yeah. go-to guy for qualifiers. He so, does I mean, yeoman's work all the way, yeah. you know, from, from <laughs> he, he definitely lays the foundation for sure. He loves, he loves this stuff. Um, he, yeah. And he brings the energy every single, no matter how, how long he goes or how tired he gets, his energy is always, he reminds me a little bit of George, uh, Courage JD when he casts um, for other esports like Call of Duty or, or uh, Fortnite back in the day. So like um, he, he would be, uh, your go-to for the qualifiers and uh, he'll be streaming on his Twitch channel, um, which is Dooney with four U's. I think that's right. That's a lot right. of U's. A lot of U's. A lot of U's. U's. Hell of U's. <laughs> just, just, just start with one U and I'm sure it'll autofill. <laughs> just hold you know? the key down and then you'll, yeah. you'll find it. And, and you'll eventually. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think I speak for, uh, for Paul when uh, I, I think this is going to be our third or fourth event uh, doing it. I, I it, it's, it's important. It was always important for me to, um, even though I come from a traditional broadcasting background, it was always important for me to treat this as a, uh, as, as, as seriously as possible and not just some sort of, uh, you, you know, like it's, oh, what are these guys, what are these guys doing? Huh? You know, like, it, like it was like some sort of, uh, yeah, some sort of sideshow or, or something yeah. like that. Because I, I think it is, as I said, I, I think the, the future is bright and what, what these players can do and uh, is amazing. And, and look, the money they're playing for is a serious, serious cash. So uh, it, it definitely uh, deserves uh, respect and uh, they, they do as well. I, I think agree. I think I speak for the entire community um, saying that we appreciate that you guys kind of take it from that mindset. The fact that yep. this you guys do believe in this esports uh, and and the the future of it and what it can be, and you know setting the groundwork now and taking it seriously and and you know not just phoning it in and and, and you know just putting a lot of effort and and pride into it. I think everybody in the community can see it and everybody appreciates it. So you know. Keep on, keep on, keeping on, guys. It's, it's awesome to see you guys do what you do when these, uh, when these tournaments are going. Appreciate that a lot. Thank you. No, it's a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, and like we said, June nineteenth will be the first finals broadcast uh, for the summer circuit. Be sure to check that out. That'll be on Sony San Diego's Twitch's channel, YouTube. All they'll have all the broadcast and stuff on their uh, socials. So be on the lookout for that. Once again, Rofo and. Paul, thank you guys for joining uh, today's show. Where can we find you at? Uh, where, I know, Rofo, you're on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at, at. Um, and, and I want to give you a shout out, Scuffy, for uh, Scuffy was nice enough to help me uh, install a uh, instant replay feature for, <laughs> for my stream, which is, it, it, it's amazing. Um, so if you want to see Scuffy's handiwork, you can see me uh, in my stream, facebook.com slash 
Real Row Flow. Uh, and I stream uh, usually in the afternoon, starting around 1.30 Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Sweet. I like oh. that. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Spore and on Twitch at Spore. I do a morning show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, covering the night, uh, the box scores from the night before. We talk over everything that happened in baseball. And then I do gaming streams four or five times a week with uh, MLB The Show and Out of the Park Baseball. Sweet. Uh, how's that Isle Park uh, baseball franchise? I know you got the expansion team going. Been how's great. Yeah, I've got an expansion team. We've uh, we've choked in the playoffs two years in a row, but we've made the playoffs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that last one was a heartbreaker. I was literally the best team in the league, and we lost in the first round. And and it was pretty decisive too. It wasn't even that close. So I've got work to do. We're we're mid season in the next year. After that, we are poised for the playoffs again. And it's put up or shut up time this year. I'll say that for sure. There you go. That's two great fantastic teases for you guys to go over their streams and watch what happens over there once again appreciate you guys joining this show you got enjoy it. the the craziness that's going to happen from the summer circuit i know i will coogs will and the whole community will um and that's going to do it for today's episode here so thank you guys for listening to inside the show be sure to follow us on twitter it's at inside the show pc once again twitter.com slash inside the show pc if you're watching on youtube be sure to hit thumbs up on today's video if you're not watching head over youtube.com slash inside the show and make sure to sub to the channel you can follow my boy coogs at coogs 46 on twitter find all of his socials there i'm at scuff from tv you guys have fun grinding the new program. See who that new legend is. We'll talk a lot more on next week's episode on Inside the Show. And have a fantastic day, y'all. See you guys.